You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legend Vest Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Gavin. Thanks so much for tuning in today. So today's podcast episode is all about networking, you guys. I know when you hear the word networking, some of you may be cringing on the inside like, no, I don't want to talk to people. I'd rather be at home watching Netflix. Hey, I'm right there with you. I totally get it. I am an introvert by heart. It's completely natural and normal to be a little bit nervous about networking, but I'm here to give you some tips and tricks that have worked for me. You guys, I've done a lot of networking over the last five to seven years in growing our business. We were members of dozens of trade associations. We've done numerous trade shows all over Florida, Georgia, and Texas, and even in Denver, Colorado, and more. And we've had our fair share of dinner meetings, breakfast meetings, panels. I mean, you name it. We've done so many things. And for me, you know, I can remember, and even in the early stages of our business, just for me to even have to go knock on doors and just be so afraid of, you know, judgment and being afraid of rejection or somebody kicked me out, you know, things like that. So networking was definitely not my idea of fun. But what I can tell you networking is essential. But you know what? Networking doesn't have to be a bad thing. Networking can actually be fun. It can be effective and it can really pay off in the long run. So I'm here to give you tips and tricks on how to network properly, how to overcome your fears, how to make networking fun, and how to make networking effective. How many of you guys have gone to like a conference or a dinner meeting or signed up for an event and then you go there and you're like, I didn't meet anybody. This sucked. You know, I, I just would have rather just saved my money and just stayed at home. Well, you can definitely turn that around with the tips I'm going to give you today. Once you walk away from this podcast, you're going to be ready to rock and roll. So here we go. As soon as you walk into your networking event, it's going to be crucial from the moment that you park And from the moment that you leave the venue, just remember people are always watching. You never know who knows who. You never know who's sitting in their parking lot, you know, eating the rest of their lunch, you know, or who's on the phone. You'd be really, really surprised. And this world is very, very small. So it would behoove you to always be on your best behavior from the moment that you arrive on the premises. I have even had um, someone tell me this story. This lady, she was on her way to teach this class on real estate and she was out of town. She was in Texas in a place that she's not familiar with, had a rental car and everything. So she is rushing, you know, zipping through the highway and cutting people off and, you know, zipping through the parking lot and just trying to rush, rush, rush to get to her class on time. So she gets there and as you know, you know, you're nervous, you're a wreck, you're a hot mess, right? You're sweating bullets. And she recognizes an individual. Now, mind you, she's not even from this area. She doesn't live here. She's from out of town. So she realizes, oh my gosh, 
this guy that's sitting in my classroom is the same guy that I cut off on the highway. And so she literally interrupted the class and she said, excuse me, I'm sorry, but I need to apologize to this gentleman right here because I cut you off on the freeway. I shouldn't have done that. I'm really sorry. And um, I hope you accept my apology. So she said literally, and I'll never forget those words, I ate humble pie that day because she had to you know, stand up for what was right. She owned up to her mistake, admitted in front of everyone, and apologized to the man. What I learned from that was, wow, even be careful on your way to your interview, on your way to your job, on your way to a client meeting, wherever you're going, because you'd be really, really surprised that who you may run into or who that person you're cutting off that could be your future boss that could be the client that you're supposed to see that day on your way to your client meeting and y'all just happen to be at the same place at the same time and you cut them off and meanwhile they're trailing you the entire way to the office and you realize oh that was you that cut me off that can definitely hurt your reputation right and they may or may not give you a shot so i say all that to say as soon as you arrive on premises but even more than that from the moment you walk into your car and get in and drive off, just always be aware of your surroundings and make sure you have your A game on and be on your best behavior. Next. So let's say you're there, you're at the networking event, you're at the conference, you walk in, right? And I get it. It's super duper awkward. It's just like, oh my gosh, where do I go? You know, what do I do? So I actually heard this on um, a YouTube video I watched recently, and they said one of the great places to stand if you feel like you're in that awkward place of not knowing where to stand or where to go while you're waiting for the event to begin is to actually go where the bar is. Now, for some of y'all, you're thinking, well, that's shocking. Of course, I'm going to go to the bar. Me personally, I don't drink. I only literally get like a glass of wine once a quarter, if that really. So for me, I don't really drink. However, when I do go to the bar, I typically get like a Sprite or I'll get like a Coke or something. So I don't look like I'm not drinking anything. But when I go to these events, I never drink alcohol. I per personally like to be sober. I like to see and hear and you know what I mean? Know what's going on around in my surroundings. And I like to remember, of course, the next day. So I don't, I drinking is just not my thing. But I say all that to say, go near the bar because the lady in the video was saying that as soon as people go and get their drink from the bar, they've got the drink in hand, they've paid, now they turn around from the bar and they're like, okay, now where do I go? You actually want to stand near the bar because people at that moment are in a place where they're vulnerable and they're ready to speak to someone so they don't look awkward so they don't look alone so if you can hang out there and kind of be their rescue so that when they're when they just pick up their drink and they turn around they want to see you and be like oh hi by the way you know I'm so and so so it's a great tip and I thought that was phenomenal that way you have you have a drink in your hand they have a drink in their hand you know they're comfortable their guard is lowered a little bit and it's kind of like oh thank god I have someone to talk to I mean I've definitely been there so that's another great opportunity for you to be less nervous about networking next tip I want you to go in this with a purpose so for me in the past I used to just go right and just go cold turkey and just go to the event now on one hand 
that's great that you just get up and go because sometimes we have to just face our fears and just do it right. But however, what I didn't do in the past, and I've, now I do, I do this now, but in the early stages of my networking, I did not go in with a purpose, meaning I didn't go with a goal. Now, when I go to networking events, I'm very clear on who I want to meet in terms of their name, their title, what they do, etc. Or sometimes it's not even that I want to meet someone. Sometimes it's reverse. I want to give away my business card to three key people. Or I want to get at least one lead from this meeting, from this event, from this conference. So when I go in with that aspect, I'm not trying to conquer everything. Don't go into the networking event thinking, I'm going to meet everybody. I'm going to shake everybody's hands. I'm going to give away 100 business cards. First of all, it's great if you can shake hands with everybody, but it's it's not realistic unless there's like less than 20 people there. But if there's over 100 people or 75 people, that's a lot of people. And from what I know, when I've gone to networking events, it's hard to get through that crowd. That crowd is thick, it's tight. And so to me, less is more. It's better to aim for meeting five people instead of all 100 because it's not necessarily all about quantity. I want you to focus on quality in really developing those close business relationships where you walk out of that networking event feeling like you just gained five best friends. You know what I mean? So when you walk out of there, you feel like I got some solid relationships. We're going to go have lunch next week. I don't want you going in there shaking hands with 100 people but nobody remembers you, right? You kind of look like a clown because you're that person. We all kind of know that person that's just trying to get to know everybody. And not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but again, I don't want you to look I don't want you to look too desperate and we don't want you to do too much right away. You know, if you're the mayor and everybody knows you, that's different. But if you're coming from a perspective of, okay, look, you know, I'm new in town or I'm new to this industry or maybe I've been involved for a while, but I, I'm trying to build some new relationships, I would start small focus on quality, not quantity, and have a purpose, have a goal. As long as that goal means something to you and your business or your career. What my goal is may not be your goal. You know, you may only need one lead. You may only need to meet two people tonight. You may need to meet the event director who handles all of the events, right? And who selects all the speakers and things like that. It could just be one person. But like I mentioned, I don't want you to go into this thing trying to do overkill and trying to do too much. You can end up completely failing. It's exhausting. And then not only that, it's not that effective. By going to this networking event, what do you really want to do? Are you trying to build friendships and relationships? Are you trying to expand your network, right? And just have a circle of people of professionals in your industry that you're just trying to get to know and form a new group? Or are you trying to grow your business? Are you in a place where like, look, I need some customers, I need some leads. Who can I get leads from? Think about that so that when you go into your event, you know who to look out for. Next tip, be genuine. I don't know about you guys, but I've gone to my fair share of networking events and I can always spot when somebody's being genuine or if they're being fake. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't typically use that word very much, but I can really spot out if someone is here just to get the money, 
just to get the customer or if they're genuinely here to provide a great service or if they're here to really make a difference in the community or whatever it depending on what the networking event is obviously we all are here because we do want to make more money but if that is your only focus People will smell that from a mile away and they will not want to hang around you. You do not want to be a card dealer where you're going around handing your cards to everybody and anybody. Nobody wants to hang around or be around that person, right? And not only that, your business cards are just going to go straight to the trash can. So it's really important that when you hand out your business card, I kind of, I, I think about it like this. Treat your business card like a $2 bill, okay? Your business card is very valuable and you don't wanna just give it around, give it away to anybody and everybody, right? You wanna be very careful and selective on who you give your business card to. And it's not just for potential customers. You can also give your business card to other vendors and other individuals who are there who either y'all had a really great conversation and you guys hit it off. This could be someone in your industry or another fellow professional, or it could be someone who's giving you a lead. You know, I'm not saying you don't just give it to someone who's going to pay you money, but I just want you to be selective. Don't just spray your business cards all around. And and now what's going to, like I said, You don't want your business card to end up in the trash can. So be selective and choose choose to give your business card to people you've connected with, that you've had a conversation with, that they know who you are before giving out your business card. They know your name. You've told your story. Then give your business card, right? But don't be a card dealer, okay? We are not in Vegas. Hold on to your cards. Use them wisely. And don't forget, they cost money. But be genuine and be genuinely interested in others as well. Which takes me to my next tip for networking. Listen. Listening is a skill. And that is quoted by my dad. I don't know if somebody else quoted that, but what I do know is he is absolutely right. Now, people like to talk about themselves, including you, I'm sure. We all like to talk about ourselves. But I encourage you, when you go into these networking events, don't go in talking all about yourself and where you went on vacation and all the places you've been and all the sales and customers you know we we get it we're not saying you can't brag but it's really important that you give other people opportunities to speak and that you listen i want you to listen to them and i want you to connect with them you want to do the least amount of speaking as possible believe it or not When you do speak, you want it to be of value and you want it to be with meaning so that when you do speak, people know exactly who you are and what you do. Which brings me to two next points. This next one is to have a five second pitch ready to go. So when somebody asks you, where are you from? What do you do? You know, what's your name? You want to have a five second pitch ready. Don't just say, Oh, I work in the sales department at Staples. Eh, it's generic. I mean, I get it. Okay, you work at Staples and you're a salesperson, but it's not profound. How do you make yourself stand out? How do you really tell people what you really do in the impact that you make? So instead of just saying, I work in the sales department at Staples, I want you to include in your five-second pitch the industry that you're in, who you help, and how you help. So I'll give you an example. Hi, my name is Courtney. 
I help real estate owners spend less on cable. Great. This is what I like about that. This is just an example. I'm not in the cable industry. <laughs> I'm telling you who I'm helping. I help real estate owners. Or to be more specific, actually, now that I think about it, I would like to use the word commercial real estate owners or homeowners or condo owners or just property owners. Property owners is probably a better choice than real estate owners. I help property owners spend less on cable. So I'm telling you that whoever owns a property is my target audience. It also tells you somewhat the industry that I'm in. I'm in the real estate industry, but I'm really in the cable industry. That's my expertise. My expertise is in cable and communications. And what I do is I help them spend less. So if I really am a sales executive at a cable company, I could just say I'm a sales executive. Eh, Okay, you know, so what, right? But if you go in saying, I help property owners spend less on cable, what I did right there is I showed you the impact that I'm making. I want you to think about the industry that you're in, how you help, and who you help. And there you go, and you have your five-second pitch ready to go. It's a great way to stand out from everybody else, and it gets the conversation going. Now that you've said, I help property owners save money on cable, the next logical response may be something like, oh, wow, how do you do that? And what that does is now it sparks conversation. And now we're talking about cable all of a sudden. And so I say all that to say it doesn't have to be a rocket science formula. You want it to be simple to the point. It doesn't need to have fancy vocabulary. You want it to be something that anybody can understand. I help property owners save money on internet. I help property owners save money on cable, whatever it is, who you're helping, how you're helping, and the industry that you're in. Boom, you have a five-second pitch. All right, which brings me to my next point. So when you're in conversation, you're having a good time, you got your drink in hand, now you've got three or four people in a group, now I actually feel like I'm part of something. It's a great feeling and it's a great accomplishment. I want you to implement the Ford technique. Yes, that's Ford as in like the vehicle, F-O-R-D. Some of y'all may be familiar with this. I actually heard of the Ford technique through the Dale Carnegie leadership course I took a couple years ago. And I loved it because I'm, I realized, wow, this is a great technique to use anywhere, anytime. So Ford is an acronym and it stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. If you're standing around in a networking event, you don't always want to talk business, right? We want to get to know each other. We want to know where you're from. You know, what do you like to do for fun? Do you have pets? Do you like pets? Sometimes when it comes to family, I try not to ask if they have kids because kids can be a really personal thing to talk about unless they bring it up. Oh, I got five teenagers or something. I don't know. You know, but I say pets because people are either dog people or they're not, right? Or they're pet people or they're not. And that's like, kind of an easier one to talk about. Moving on to O, occupation. So some of y'all have may have already talked about what you do. If you haven't, this is a perfect opportunity, especially right in the beginning. Oh, by the way, you know, what do you guys do? How did you get here? How did you hear about this event? Things like that. R, recreation. One of my favorite questions. 
what do you like to do for fun? So if it's the weekend or if you're on vacation, what do you like to do for fun? Is it skiing in Colorado? Is it just reading a good book? Are you like a big time movie goer? Like, what do you like to do? And it sparks conversation. Next thing you know, you're talking about your favorite Game of Thrones episode or, you know, your favorite movie that you've seen a hundred times. Now we're starting to build relationship and now it doesn't feel like work. Now networking is fun. Then we move on to D, which is dreams. This is also a really interesting one. You'd be really, really surprised to hear people's stories and I, believe it or not, one of my favorite questions I ask at every networking event is, how did you get into X? Whether you're a fitness coach or whether you're in IT, whether you're an artist, I always ask people, how did you get into that? Is that something you've always wanted to do? And you'd be really, really surprised. Since I was in the real estate industry for a long time, I always ask people, how did you get into real estate? And a lot of times, especially in real estate in that industry, most people don't grow up saying, I cannot wait to grow up and be a realtor or be a property owner. Most people say, you know, doctor, lawyer, teacher, things of that nature. So people have a very interesting journey in real estate. So that's definitely an excellent question you can ask anybody because you never know how people got to where they are. So that's a fun one because it opens dialogue and now you can learn something new. This is a great opportunity to use the tip I mentioned earlier, which is listen. Listen and listen intently. Engage with eye contact and body language, positive body language and and nodding and laughing and smiling. Those are good key indicators so that the other person that's telling their story can keep going and feel comfortable. But it's great. You never know, you know, what you might learn. You might find out that y'all went to the same high school or y'all went to the same college. So the Ford technique is a is a wonderful technique that can be applied anywhere. So here's an expert tip for you guys. If you already know who's going to be there at the networking event, at the conference, at the trade show, what have you, if you have the privilege of having that information, because sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, right? But let's say that you do. I want you to go on LinkedIn, look that person up, and find out where they went to school, where they went to college, where they're from, where they grew up, their hobbies, things like that. So you can already have an idea. I know it sounds a little weird and some people might say, oh, that's kind of creepy. Oh, not really. <laughs> Most people are doing that anyway. But if I know either the person that I want to meet, like if it's somebody who I want to be my client, or maybe it's just a key person in the industry that may not be a customer of mine, but somebody that can connect me to the person that I really want to meet. So it's good to meet those people too, because they're connectors. You always want to find, this is another expert tip, any association or event that you're going to, find out who that it person is. Every event, every conference, every association, every membership has an it guy or girl that knows everybody and everybody loves them you want to find out who that person is what they do blah 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 and get a quick introduction with them allow them to introduce you to other key people so maybe this first time when you go to the event you might spot them and realize okay that's the it person but i don't know who they are i don't have their name get their name for now 
and then go back home, look them up on LinkedIn, message them that night. Hey, I saw you at the conference last night. Can we grab coffee in the morning? Grabbing coffee is great because it's quick, it's platonic. Next networking tip is don't sell. Only sell when asked. So remember when I mentioned about your five second pitch, once people have opened that door and they've pretty much given you permission to talk about your your business, your service, then you can go into your spiel and what you do, blah, blah, blah. But you don't want to go around saying, hey, how you doing? I'm with the cable, blah, blah, blah. Like nobody wants to be sold to. But when they are ready, then you can go ahead and give your spiel. I want you to go into this networking event with your purpose, with your goal, and with genuine interest in getting to know more people. The more genuine you are, the more magnetic you appear to be because people like hanging around other people who aren't there just for the money, right? Next, don't trash talk the competition. Whatever you do, I don't care who you're with, even if the other person starts it, don't trash talk the competition or anybody else in the room or anybody else for that matter. You just want to be very careful with that. It's a slippery slope because you never know. People could be testing you, right, just to see what you're going to say. Or it really can be, you know, a truthful statement. But I just want you to be very careful in what conversations you engage in because you can't take things back. Once it's said, it's said. And also, it's just not professional, especially when talking about other competitors, whether it's true or not. I want you to go in and be positive be open-minded, be friendly. You just don't want to be that person because people don't like hanging around other people that gossip and, and trash talk. Last but not least, expert networking tip, follow up. You guys, this is actually where 80% of the people drop the ball is follow up. How many times have you been to a networking event and someone has called or emailed you within 24 hours after meeting you? It's extremely rare. I've had that happen maybe three times out of the hundreds of events. I kid you not, I've been to a lot, a lot of events over the last seven years. And I used to be on committees and things like that. So I've been to my fair share of networking, breakfast, dinners, trade shows, blah, blah, blah. Easily hundreds. So you guys, if you really want to stand out and be effective, once you get that person's business card, as soon as you get home or back to your hotel, I want you to send them an email right then and there. Heck, I've even sent them an email that that day at the conference. I'm emailing you right now. You don't even have to let them know you're emailing them. Email them before you even leave the venue. What you want to do in that email is let them know who you are and what you do and Put in there something y'all talked about so that she or he can remember you. Oh, yeah, we did talk about going to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, I remember that conversation. We talked about, you know, the last Super Bowl or whatever. So that way you don't you don't just become a number. People can remember you because after all, you want to be remembered. You don't want to go through all of this and then you say your goodbyes and you never see them again, right? You want this to be a meaningful relationship and you want to return on your investment, not just on your money, but on your time. You want this to be worth every minute and every penny. So when you go home, like I said, follow up that same night. You don't go to bed without sending them an email. I don't care if you don't get home until 1 a.m. So that when they check their mailbox in the morning, it's from you. 
you'll not only be remembered, you guys, but this person now is more likely to do more for you than anybody else in the room because you've remembered their name, you remembered who they are, what they do, where they're from, and you even remember their cat's name. I mean, come on, guys, come on. The leads will start coming in or they'll start inviting you to more events and now you've got a new friend or you've got a new customer. I hope this networking podcast really shed light on what networking really is. If you don't take anything from this, here's one more tip I want you to leave with. Be yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to be overly fancy. Don't lie. Don't stretch the truth. Just be you. I'm extremely comfortable when I'm myself. If I have to put on a facade or try to act like something, all of a sudden now I'm more nervous because you know why? Because I'm not me. I want to be me and I want to be in an environment where I'm free to be me. Of course, yes, you have to be professional. So I'm not saying that you can, you know, put your feet on the table and things like that. But be yourself personality wise. Let your inner self shine. Be sure to subscribe on all of our platforms and get the latest. But if there's something else you want to talk about or if you want me to go deeper on this, let me know, you guys. This is not my podcast. This is your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon.